welcome to this won't last long. I'm Michael Kreitz, and today is episode 7, um, or sorry, episode 8 for Twitch, and then episode 6 for other platforms. So yeah, today um, isn't really like a focus theme thing today, but I did want to talk about just kind of updating like life and shit like that. Um, adjust the volume here. <clears throat> okay, so, um, channel update. <laughs> like I said last time, I haven't been working on the projects that I want to, really, um, before school starts. My last year of high school starts, so still scared of that. I'm not getting that done. And not like managing to get that done in September or whatever. I'll just have to settle for that now, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I have been working. Um, I, me and my sister just did some stuff last week or a couple days the other day about a, the chicken skit that I'm doing. Basically, the theme, the premise is basically. I play like, not myself, but like a, a version, just a, a version of myself, I guess, in my character. Um, it's like somewhere to like the mask and like stuff like that. Basically, my character gets consumed by this chicken mask. And um, my sister plays like the distraught sister and stuff like that. And like it's interview segments with her segmented between clips of me being stupid with the chicken mask, as I was saying, channel update. So besides that, I have been working on a Patreon and I launched it yesterday, the other day, a couple days ago. I have some merch there as well. Um, it's not like unbelievable, you know, like, Oh my god, this is the best clothes I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I, I like it. I, I just try to make stuff I like. Um, so, yeah. That's kind of my whole mindset with like everything that I make. Like, just would I like this if I if I saw this and I recommend it anywhere? Stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, and then with, other than that, it's just been nothing else. It's It sucks. It's very annoying, but now um, there's not that much to do with the chicken skit. So there's going to be that out of the way eventually. And then um, I have everything planned, like for real, for real planned. I need to film and edit and whatever for uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure project that I'm working on. Not currently working on, but like I, I finished planning it and everything. I thought it was already planned, but then I looked back on the Google Notes that I had for it and I'm like, this is not finished planning. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that can be finished. Not rushed, but finished in September. 
and filmed it and everything with my friend and me and everything. So hopefully that can be done next month during school and everything. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of with the channel update, man. I mean, this isn't really channel, but I was working on uh, this thing. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys heard. You've heard of him probably, uh, Matt Watson from Super Mega, as well as he was working for Gamecoms briefly as well. Matt Watson, uh, he also has awesome music and more, most known for uh, his EP, Ouch. And this person on Twitter, this girl on Twitter was having this thread thing for like, it's two year, two year anniversary. And it said like, it was like a Google form thing and you could join, you could like submit one. And it was a message to Matt and like whatever art you wanted to make for him uh, to support the anniversary. And I did that and then I made uh, something visual because uh, it's my bread and butter to do that sort of art stuff. Um, I mean, I could have made a video, but kind of too lazy to be honest. <laughs> I mean, the the art took like an hour or two though, so. Yeah, the art was, actually I'm gonna see if I can, yeah, I'll show it to you actually. Or something just adds window, yeah, window. the transforming thing can just oh no oh wait no there we go okay so um I'll describe this for the audio listeners as well but so the album cover, or yeah, like EP cover is this, but lighter in tone. It has, um, it says ouch and not the blood and the, it's okay. Basically the premise is that if you can see that the eyes are like, uh, from, I don't think you can notice this from this far away, but 
the eyes are actually from the cover, the thumbnail of the Mandela catalog, which is, I'm sure you've heard of it, it's analog horror, and it has to do with alternates, which um, is a thing called, or is a, is a thing in the Mandela catalog, and I stole the, yeah, the eyes from that thumbnail, as well as a mouth from an example of an alternate, what, like, an alternate looks like. And it was really cool to make, because I, it was, I decided to, like, make, like, a horror version of the EP cover, the EP cover. And basically, the, um, why Matt, the actual Matt Watson's head like, why the alternate version of him is carrying his head, I, like, decided, like, oh, what if an alternate stole Matt Watson's identity, and I thought that was a cool thing to kind of portray in that, so I did that, and I thought that was cool to do, and then I added, like, noise um, and pixels to make it kind of look analog horror-esque, like, uh, static and everything, so... And the blood is for aesthetic. Yeah. Anyway, that was fun to do. Uh, what did I... Oh, I accidentally shrunk the wrong thing, my bad. There we go. Anyway, yeah. So... I did that, and hopefully Matt, Matt sees it. I don't know if he will, but anyway, that's all I've been working on, other than I mean, today I was going to talk about Spectacular Spider-Man and um, watching it for the first time, like fully watching it for the first time, because I've I've seen it like growing up, like like really young and stuff. But I don't remember that, and like, I can't have an, I wasn't old enough to have like an opinion, like, like just, just five years old being just in a, like a deep voice being like, yo, the cinematography in here is really amazing, like, no, I didn't have an opinion, right, so like, like, now I actually watched it, like, um, experienced it for the first time, so, but yeah, I have six, six more episodes left, I just started the 21st episode, um, of the series, at uh, 26, um, just before I started this live stream, so, it, it's been really good, it's, I, I've loved this show so much, and my only criticism, I think, just to get out, just to get that out of the way, it's not necessarily for me, but it's, like, for other people, which is what a lot of my criticisms tend to be about things nowadays, in media nowadays, it's like, because a lot of the villains and stuff in Peter's life just come at him from nowhere in this show, and I love it because I know all these characters, and, you know, because I've seen all the movies, and I grew up with Spider-Man and everything, um, comics, whatever, but to the casual, like, 
Oh, I want to. I want to know more about Spider Man. I haven't watched anything of Spider Man. And then this is like the first thing they watch, or like one of the first things they watch after they watch a couple movies. Um, without all the characters, without knowing all the characters that are in this, it'd be hard to know. They're like hard to follow. Um, and but th that that's just for like the casual viewer. For me and like any other Spider-Man fan who's seen a, like at least two or three movies, or a, a, at least one of. Uh, the live action theaters like it, it's kind of impossible to not follow it if you've seen at least one of those uh, universes so I mean, maybe that's just me but yeah other than that it is a great show I mean yeah like I, I think I think if they had more time like, like more seasons and more episodes, they could have spaced out these storylines more. But for what they got, like, that's what I keep in mind as well when I watch it. And, like, sometimes it goes a little too fast. But then I remember, oh, it's only one season. Like, they, uh, I don't know what happened or why it was canceled. All I know is that it was after one, after the first season. And, um,. I'm just like I have to keep that in mind that it's not their fault. Just like studios, I haven't fucking worked in a studio, but I know just as a fan of most things that studios are dumbasses sometimes, most times. Warner Brothers being the key example nowadays in recent history. <laughs> Didn't even get me started on that, but. Maybe I'll talk about that. But. Yeah, it's it just like sometimes the show goes a little like, wow, that was fast with Venom, or that was a fast thing with, that was a fast arc, Doc Ock, like it just, but then yeah, I just remember, oh, this isn't their fault, this is the studio's fault being stupid, canceling this amazing show. So, spectacular show. <laughs> God, that was lame, but. Yeah, it's been a fun ride watching this. And uh, they did... One of the highlights has been Electro. They did his storyline way better than... Because it was the same storyline as uh, as Tasm 2, as The Amazing Spider-Man 2, with Max working at... Or he didn't work at Oscorp, but he worked at... for uh, Kirk Connors in this, who was a great substitute for like the scientist person um after he was the lizard of course because you had to do that once at least yeah that was great to see that storyline actually being executed well like the old oh, working for the scientists and tripping in a vat of eels or like something happening with a vat of eels then he gets electrocuted, and he has to get this suit to contain himself, and then he, um, like, his, he's just a disgruntled employee anyway, so that just makes him, he was already, like, a mad person, clearly, by his personality in that episode, in his debut, so, like, 
don't know, it, it's clear that that he would just be a villain anyway, based off of who he is, or who he's portrayed as, with his personality, so it was executed well, and he's, a, he's probably one of the best villains in the show. Uh, the Sinister Six was great, and I, I think the fast villains, like the villains going by fast and like going on and off and whatever, actually works to the show's benefit as well because um, it's hard to know right now where I'm at. I'm almost done with the show. Um, if Tombstone and uh, Osborne are still pulling the strings and like keeping crime going by Spider-Man beating the criminals and on an, on, in an ongoing cycle. It's hard to know if that's still the thing in the show right now. Almost to the end, but at least at the beginning that worked to the show's benefit. Just, oh, new villain every day. It, it worked, man. And it still works now for me because I again like I know all these characters, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah, and I tried my best. That, that that that's also I think a slight criticism, not necessarily on the show's fault, kind of on the viewers' fault as well. If you've seen like a lot like me, like a Spider Man in your life, it's extremely hard not to compare the characters and uh, some of them look very different from other counterparts like Gwen I've never seen have glasses before so and like being a nerd and stuff before so that was easy not to compare um, Peter was kind of a mix of Andrew's kind of punk Toby's kind of uh, nerd, like combined, and that was a new thing for me. So, like as Peter, so that was kind of easy to compare as well. Electro, same with that, because um, it was a similar storyline, but that was before that, so it was just easy. That you know, so. And then, on that, it's like really cool to think of how Spectacular Spider-Man inspired certain like storylines and characters and things. Um, obviously, chief among them being that storyline with Electro and the Andrew movies. I mean, there was the Venom, um, the Venom storyline from Toby movies that was in this as well. But I mean that didn't inspire I'm sure the Toby movies inspired the show, so and then Doc Ock, oh my god, like he is one of my favorite characters in fiction, like for real. He I think I don't know why, but like I'm I'm just drawn to the tragedy in characters. I have no idea why. I don't know why it like, sticks with me in my head, but just he's one of the most tragic characters in fiction, like, ever. Because 
he can't he can't control himself. He doesn't know who he is. And obviously, um, in the Toby movies, he's it's it's kind of more tragic because in that one he actually has people. He had his wife in his life, and he killed her and by accident, of course. And now he's this lonely, crazy guy. That's why that reunion with Peter in No Way Home is so emotional because, like, it, Peter is all he has really, other than himself, and I guess his arms, but they aren't really his friends. Anyway, sorry about that tangent, but back to Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Green Goblin is amazing. Um, the voice is great, too. I don't know who plays him. It sounds like it might be Steve Bloom. I'm not sure. He's amazing, though, at whatever he does. That dude. Either way, Green Goblin is great, and the uh, the arc with Harry um, and going to Europe and being off the show for a while was also amazing and a really good like study of Harry. Probably the best Harry thing I've seen, other than I guess like the comics or something but because the, the the movies just did them wrong just like like harry was a cool character in the toby movies but the suit <laughs> like was not good yeah, he, he was great in the Toby movies, though. But that, that, I guess, going back on my statement, then. Yeah, it's it's a great show. I don't think I have anything else to... Just a few slight criticisms, not really personal to me. Kind of goes too fast, a little bit, but that's not their fault. Studio's fault for canceling it. So... Retro. And then I still need to finish Cowboy Bebop. I think I have around the same amount of episodes left for that. Because they have the same, the same amount of episodes. 26. So I think I'm on kind of on par with those. I'll probably finish both, both shows after I stream this while editing and stuff. So that'll be fun. But I'll, I have also watched Jurassic World. Uh, Dominion, and it was great. Um, there was a, there was a lot of parts that didn't work with me, like some of the homages were a little too on the nose for my liking, and some of uh, some of it was a little bit predictable. But um, just the overall story, like besides those few like little, not not nitpicks, but like few like criticisms, uh, 
it, it worked. It it did because in real life, if a scenario like that happened, like the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park and all that jazz, that's where the world would be headed. Um, with scientists and evil doctors and things. Like, uh, they try to Like they it, they wouldn't care about humans. They would want to follow the human race. Like it, it wouldn't matter to them, to the world at that point. And that's what was portrayed in this movie. Like, what if humans had a chance to evolve us, and um, they didn't care about um, a, a vast majority. Or not, or just like a, a large chunk of humanity. It's just that they didn't care. And the movie explores that, and it explores it well. And I think it wraps up the whole saga, if you want to call it. Well, um, Jurassic, I'm the one of the people who not hated, didn't like Fallen Kingdom. I'm just, I, I, I found like the only really, really good part to me in that was like, what's it called? Um, the, the ending with the dinosaurs, some of them escaping, a lot of them escaping, and then the stick of, what are they? The long neck ones, I forgot what they're called. Those ones dying off in the fire. Like that, I think that actually made me cry in the theater. So, other than that, it was kind of a shit movie. But, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Dominion was great. Other than a few minor, major Chris's. And, it didn't really go too fast. I felt like the pacing was good. And, I mean, the, the only thing that I think went a bit too fast was uh, Sam Neill and, like, all those people. Um, Alan, Ian, and... Uh, Ellie. Or Allie. Uh, being introduced. I felt like that went a bit too fast. Um, but other than that, it was a good movie. It's a good wrap-up. I felt like they could do a bit more, but it was good. And then uh, that that Wu guy, the scientist that we thought died at the end of the first one um, and stuff, um, ended up being the good guy, trying to actually save humanity in, in a good way. Um, and same with the T-Rex. He saved, or she, the, the T-Rex saved everyone, and maybe died, I don't know. <laughs> uh, or wait, no, because the, the ending was saying that uh, Biosyn, or yeah, Biosyn, where all the dinosaurs are contained, um, stayed contained. So that's good. And they're all safe and stuff. 
Um, so yeah, all the dinosaurs are contained and being taken care of. But it's not like a zoo thing anymore. And then... Um, that Wu guy is gonna save humanity and then no other bad things will happen. And I guess that's the end of the saga. It's it, it's not necessarily sad to me because it's not like I it's not like Marvel where like this is, I mean, it's been going for a long time with these Jurassic movies but like it, it's not that level of like like Iron Man dying or the Skywalker saga ending like it's like because because with those things they still continue this I don't think you can really do anything else you wrapped up the story you know yeah sure you could tell her the stories like before like prequels and things, but I don't know, I don't think people would be interested in that. Because th th that's why I have like a problem with specific prequels, because so I, I think here's kind of my mindset on it. Like with Better Call Saul, it adds subtext to Breaking Bad that is very much needed. Unanswered questions um, like, what happened to Hector, how did Hector, Hector, like, how did he get in the wheelchair, how did Gus kind of build up and things, um, and, like, how did Saul end up being Saul, like, it, it answers these things, so... Like, who are certain characters? Like, who is Mike? Things like that. Why is my... Weird. You know, it has subtext to it. But on the other hand, there's... What the? There's a prequel, like... Um, but, like, for example, if Peacemaker did die, and there was a prequel about, or no, sorry, if there was a prequel about Polka Dot Man, and we know Polka, Polka Dot Man died in the Suicide Squad, that would be a bad prequel, because we know he dies. It, like, it wouldn't be interesting. Or, like, it, it may be, it may would have, that's not it could have been interesting, but be sad and stuff, on the other hand, so. Oh my god, what is with my thing today? Other than that, I haven't been really watching anything, though. Um, yeah, it kind of just sucks not working on projects I want to. Hopefully, those get finished in September, like I said. Yeah. Nothing really else, I mean.
Yeah. Damn, I really thought I had more. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, kind of on the channel update, forgot to mention this. Somebody, I had a poll on Twitter. I think I mentioned this last time. Maybe. I don't know. But I finished, since I finished playing The Last of Us, um, I want to play more of those types of solo games for Twitch and things. And then I put Control, which is like kind of similar to Infamous Second Son and like gameplay and stuff. And powers and things. And then there I put Little Nightmares. And then I put God of War 2018. And then I put Batman Arkham Knight. And then out of those four, one person voted Control. And the poll ended a bit ago. I mean, someone, people can still like comment on the tweet and stuff in the thread. So people can still do that. If you want to go in the link or whatever, but yeah, so I'll probably do control if that doesn't even out or anything. Besides that one person, and it'll be fun. I don't know when that will be. It should be fun though. So yeah, and um. gonna be fun and like I said last time hopefully I can keep this up you know streaming and things yeah it's gonna be I, I can't just I can't stress enough how scary that is to it's gonna be able to balance finishing that project and those projects let's get some the Choose Your Adventure and the skits, as well as, uh, as well as balancing school stuff, which I can also post that from that on YouTube and other things, so I can still keep that up while I'm working on the projects and work and people. It's gonna be hard. And that's why, like, it's a lot, so I'm super fucking scared of going by so fast. And, like, I don't want it to. But. And especially money, too. But. I'm gonna set up something with. Saving money soon on my bank account, so that'll help. Yeah. I don't think I'm much else. Damn.
Yeah, I mean... Oh, She-Hulk. I mean, my sister started watching that. And it's been good. This, the CGI is iffy. But hopefully it gets better. Um, it, it looks good in some parts. But the problems I have with it is that her her movement, like just the way she moves, isn't like I know it's a digital. I mean, obviously you know it's like a digital character, but Hulk feels like Bruce feels like a real like even in Avengers when it because everybody has the argument of like oh it's been years with uh with Mark Ruffalo and it's been like a shorter time with Tatiana not really <laughs> if you think of the first Avengers no, not really. They probably spent the same amount of time. Because um, since the Edward Norton 2008 one, they had to make a completely new like thing for Mark Ruffalo for Avengers whenever they started working on the first Avengers. So if you think about it, they probably spent like a... I don't know how long. I'm just going to guess like a couple years or whatever how long however long we spent on it, building that character up digitally. Um, I don't know where I heard this, or like maybe it was the wrong studio that I'm thinking of, but like their CGI people are like underpaid, or like crunched or something. Uh, maybe I was hearing about, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong studio. But... Hopefully that's not the case. I mean, it's, it's not like Kevin Feige is standing over their shoulders being like, work harder! It's Kevin Feige. It's not an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, I'm very excited that Wolverine was teased. Um, I can't wait for Daredevil to be uh, in it whenever whatever episode he starts in. Hopefully next one I think next one will be Wong first. At least first. Maybe Matt is after him. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, no idea what the hell is going on with Bruce going to space. I guess Bruce is in movie or maybe this will be answered later in the season I don't know but <laughs> as far as I can tell it's very random um should just be like Bruce off to space I mean, it, it makes sense though at the same time it's like Bruce needs to kind of be out of the picture for a while so Jen can do her thing as she hoped With Daredevil and everyone. I'm kind of bummed about the Donnie, Johnny Blaze thing. It was supposed to happen 
that was supposed to happen. Um, that was thought was supposed to happen by everyone, including me, <laughs> most people at least. So that sucks. And then it's not Ghost Rider, it's some magician called Donnie Blaze. So it's kind of annoying. But it's not like they planned on doing Ghost Rider. Um, like they did with... Like it's not like the Ralph Boner situation with Evan Peters in WandaVision with Quicksilver. This is different. This is an actual joke character. It's not actually... I'm sure it's not going to be Nick Cage or Ryan Gosling or whoever, right? So... I don't know. Miami and Moon Knight, Wolverine being teased. Blade is in the universe. I'm so excited for Midnight Suns. Like a horror team. Yes. So excited. I just. Like, we're. Us Marvel fans are gonna keep eating for the next. Like, while <laughs> and I know everybody I know what everybody says like I said this I've said this before like the superhero fatigue but like and it's not like we're some like um, oh I'm gonna see anything I mean, yeah I'm gonna see that anything that Marvel sees or Marvel makes but at the same time it's because I trust Kevin's vision it's not because I'm some sucker being like, Marvel, and run towards the theater. It's like, no, I'm like, oh, Kevin made another thing. Cool. I'm going to go see it. And like, like, I don't like everything. Like, Eternals was bad. Um, the Seahawks CGI is bad so far. Um... Some of what else was bad? I think all the Disney Plus shows have been good to me so far. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say One Division was bad. I would say it was different for me at first. And then Doctor Strange, I liked and didn't love. Um, yeah, I mean, WandaVision, like, the ending I wasn't a huge, huge fan of, because of, you know, that they were supposed to have an alternate ending, um, and stuff like that, so, that was kind of disappointing, the ending, that but like up until that point it was really like I will forever remember episode 8 because of the what is love if not grief persevering or like you know, vision line there and that's one of the greatest lines in Marvel I'll forever remember Loki for um, Kang for Hugh Grant as old Loki for that amazing intro for the finale um, with all the sounds from Marvel and different universes. God, like, 
Far From Home. Uh, all of Tom Holland's stuff has been good to me as well. Um, Avengers Days of Voltron was, now that I think about it, I always loved that movie, but now that, now that I think about it, it's kind of the weakest link. One of the weakest links in Marvel. For the Dark World is shit. <laughs> Thor is okay. Like, I don't like everything. So. Incredible Hulk was actually really good. I really love that movie. Liked it, whatever. And DC is, um, is DC. Is Warner Bros. more like more assholes? Like, jeez. And, like, Jesus. Like, canceling Batgirl. Like, I, I swear, I, I know I've said this, but I really wanted to see that movie. And, like, not blockbuster enough. Like, what the. Michael Keaton is returning. How is that not blockbuster worthy? That, like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know, man. Like, I think the first straw was firing Henry Cavill. That was, like, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. One of the stupidest things I've ever heard a studio do. The only stupid... I mean, other than the bad things that I just said for Marvel, the only stupid thing that Marvel has done besides that, those things, is fire James Gunn temporarily. Um, for cancel culture. Or as I like to call it now, bullshit culture. If it's real, it's real. Like, for example, the, the Army Hammer stuff, being cannibal, I didn't believe that for shit at first. And then I heard, um, I think my dad was telling me actually that there was like a doc, there's like a documentary, and like something out there it was about his family being interviewed, and they actually talking about that stuff. Um. And then it's a real and stuff. And then I'm like, oh well, shit. <laughs> so. And then the, obviously the Justin, Justin, Johnny Depp, Never Heard stuff is all real. I mean, some people didn't believe that at first. And immediately went to Amber's side. But, and like, like I didn't, I was very young and stuff, so, younger. I wasn't 16, so I didn't follow all that stuff. From the start, I just followed the trial. So, I can't really say anything. But I know that people didn't believe Johnny for a long time. And stuff, so. Yeah, you know, like it's just the stupidest thing in the culture and studios and corporations and systems and the world. Very dumb. Like the fact that I have to 
fact that I knew I wanted to do filmmaking stuff at the beginning of grade 10, and I had to wait two years and do math stuff that I didn't need, do geography stuff that I didn't, that I don't need for film. Like, when the hell am I going to use parabolas in a film or show or short film? When? Please tell me. Like, it's... Just, I don't know. It's stupid. And the fact... I think I have to... You know, that that's, that's always been... I was about to say the fact that I have to work a lot to get, yeah, never mind, as I was about to say, the fact that I have to work a lot to get to what I want to do is a normal thing, it's always been a normal thing, I mean, it sucks, doesn't mean it's not normal though, it's always been a norm in the world, having to do a 9 to 5 whenever, and then actually getting to do, it, to do what you want to do, I don't plan on doing it long, I plan on doing it only until I have the money to do film stuff. Before that, yeah, I'll keep washing dishes. But... Yeah. Excuse me. And then I think I will probably vlog going to CNE or the X uh, September 2nd, 2nd, I'm going, so I'll probably vlog then, It'll probably be the next vlog thing. And yeah, I'll just hope I can work on those projects that I said earlier as soon as possible. Yeah, I guess this is going to be a little sh bit shorter of an episode. I don't think I have much else to say. I mean, I've been... No, I just said that in other episodes that I've been reading. Um, well, actually, here's something I'm talking about. I recently read a book of poetry called Nineteen by Mackenzie Campbell. And it's 185 pages long, and I didn't know what it was about. I thought it was just... Cause my, when my sister first got it for me, I don't know when, but it, it was some... Thing long ago, like some occasion. Anyway, probably Christmas. Uh, anyway, what happened was, I thought when I first got out, I was like, oh, 19. It's about being a young adult and things. That's cool. I didn't know it was exactly what I needed to hear the other day. Because, um, I don't talk about this anywhere, except 
some of my older TikToks um, like six months ago and stuff when it first happened. But uh, I've been going through a breakup and stuff since like six months ago-ish. And anyway, um, I need to talk about it past that. Anyway, these, I just wanted to say it for the context, these poems are exactly what I needed to hear the other day. Like things had about and shit. Um, and just like, a lot of it isn't like on the nose too. Um, a lot of it is like just kind of broad as well. Like just the theme of like continuing to keep going and continuing to like live and stuff like that and survive and things is like probably the main theme of this book, the poetry. And it's really cool. I, I might start writing poems. It's like a Shit, and it doesn't even need to, like, be direct as well. The advice can be, like, hidden. It's, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, I might start doing that soon. I started journaling. Yeah. Hobbies are very good. Hobbies are awesome. So... Yeah. I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll finish Spectacular Spider-Man and Cowboy Bebop a little bit. Probably now, maybe. And then uh, I think that'll be next episode, talking about those two shows and analyzing those. I, I can show you guys a bit of my um, but yeah, let, let's show you guys my Patreon first. See, that's what the Patreon looks like right now. So I have a few things of what I have so far. Yeah, so the Choose Your Own Adventure is called The Interview. And then I have some stuff for my chicken skit and some bloopers for it. What I have so far. Without that friend that I said I was working on the stuff with. And then... Uh, so yeah, the official Patreon 
Um, it's all in like Canadian, so it's three ninety nine, and then second tier is eleven ninety nine, and the last tier is thirty two ninety nine. So um, you can get a personal shout out. I got all the tiers because I saw real rejects doing this. It's like patron of the day. Obviously, I wouldn't have that, but I'm just offering like that to like kind of do a similar segment at the end of my videos. Um, eventually, when this shit kind of grows more. So, so yeah, and then the the merch. Uh, how can I see this? I wonder if it's on benefits, the merch. Maybe? No. Okay, I guess not. I guess I don't know how to help me make it. Yeah, damn, I guess you can't see them, but anyway. So the the only merch that you get is in the second tier, the eleven ninety nine one, and you get a t-shirt, and the third one is, it's like a loyalty program, so you get like a new thing every three, yeah, three months. It's like a hoodie, a tote bag, this isn't an order, but like a hoodie, a tote bag, a mug, a sticker, and I forget the order. But yeah, those are the things you get, and so that's cool because that's for like a year, and then you like can wait for the next thing, and then, and then yeah, that's at the last year, though. And then, I mean, the the official, the first tier is literally you just you can uh, interact with some polls, and you can see some posts. Some behind the scenes things. I think that's it. Yeah. And obviously there's like messages and stuff as you can see there, but yeah. That's kinda of what you got in the first tier and the second tier and third tier I already kinda of said. So that'd be cool. When that stuff grows, but and and I wanted to show Something on the drive. And as well as the Tristan Adventure series, this is also something I cannot rush. Because it's like important to me. Uh, Daredevil. Why I love it. <laughs> and I have that much so far, almost a page worth of writing, worth of content, and videos and things, 
and clips and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know who I would. I, I mean, I've always edited, edited these kind of things by myself, these video essays, but like the scripts and things. I think it's pretty good so far, and I, I think that's the key to it. That I just don't rush it. That I just don't rush it. I've had to rush certain things, certain ideas this summer. That I've had, but video essays, I don't think so anymore, at least. Yeah. There's some skimming over this. There's like Matt Murdock is extremely relatable. And there's a superhero show. There's a show about superheroes and a guy in tights talking about broken people and darkness and extremely human ideas. And he's wearing red tights. It's like, that's an extremely cool thing to me. And I think I just grip onto that stuff. Um, as I'm sure most people do, because we're human, and we also experience those things as well as Matt does, and um, that's just that's just awesome to me, um, especially with like it's not just Daredevil that talks about sort of things. There's also like Falcon and Captain America and the Winter Soldier talked about racism heavily and, and like that sort of stuff and politics and power and change. Loki talked about isolation and being an outcast and nobody getting you, which is an extremely human thing. Uh, sorry. Cut my foot. Um, yeah, just these characters are so amazing. And Spider-Man, chief among them. Like, I'll never forget, this is also one of my points in the Daredevil video essay, what Andrew Garfield said in his speech at Comic-Con. I think it was 2011. Um, where he was talking about how Spider-Man always, has always saved him. Now we can feel Spider-Man's shoulder on him right, right there. Um, in front of the stage. And yeah, even though these characters are fictional, you can sometimes feel that. You can sometimes feel Peter's or Matt's or whoever's shoulder, Bruce's shoulder, Bruce's hand on your shoulder, telling you it's going to be alright. When you watch... Spider-Man 2, when you watch Daredevil or The Dark Knight, they're heroes, and all you can do is just aspire to be a little more like them every day, I think. And that's a good thing to, to look up to and aspire to be. Yeah. Okay, with that note, I think that's going to end off here. Hope your folks enjoyed. 
hopefully the mic was better this time, I really hope. Um, so I know the, the larger mic has been a problem recently. don't know why. I don't, I'm, I don't know how to fix it. I'll, I'll try to look into it, but hopefully this webcam mic was better. I'll try to find out in a minute when I start editing this, but yeah, see you guys either when I start this playthrough of Control or uh, next week. Have the next episode of this, which is going to be talking about Cowboy Bebop and Spider-Man, or Spectacular Spider-Man. So, yeah. This has been Michael Crates. This has been This Won't Last Long. And bye bye